Welcome to the first episode of the MyCockpit.org podcast brought to you in association with FSBright.net. MyCockpit.org is the largest community serving the home cockpit building community, bringing some of the cockpit builders around the world together. You can find more information at MyCockpit.org. Uh, FS Break is a weekly audio podcast uh, related to Flight Sim where we discuss news, reviews, product announcements, interviews, you name it, we pretty much can do it. You can catch FS Break every Wednesday at FSBreak.net. So today we have Weibel, Matt, and Eric. Uh, so Weibel, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. So so we just got off of, you know, I, I think I had four days off for the holiday over here in the in the United States. So that was that was nice. Oh, yeah, that's the Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. Yes. <laughs> gobble, gobble. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the last day here. So getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. Okay, I can imagine Monday blues are getting closer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's beautiful, sunny. Uh, actually, it's kind of chilly uh, in Florida. Uh, I think it's going to be a cold 76 degrees. Oh, cold 76. Uh, <laughs> 55 and it, here. It, it, it's slightly warmer than where you are. Yeah, a little bit. That's okay, though. I, I like the cold weather. I, I miss it, believe it or not. Uh, occasionally, I, I miss the snow, yeah. but not too much. <laughs> Um, so, so why about what is this podcast? Well, this podcast is uh, another new in, uh, offering from the MyCockpit.org in association with uh, FS Break. Um, and, uh, of course, MyCockpit.org is uh, one of the largest uh, home cockpit building community, bringing together home cockpit builders around the world and um, increasing um, by the minute, if I were to say. And, and uh, FS Break, of course, is very well established, well known for its uh, podcast and all-around reviews in the flight simulation community. Um, and so we believe this uh, this is going to be an exciting partnership um, uh, and bringing uh, some um, latest stuff uh, to, uh, for all our members to hear, um, for those ones who are lazy to uh, look at the screen, I'm sure we'll have exciting stuff on the podcast and um, exciting enough to log into uh, mycockpit.org, hopefully. Yeah, well, well the, the, the really nice thing about having stuff in a, in a podcast format is that, uh, you know, you can listen to it in the car or if you're working out or if you're, you know, just doing whatever. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to have your attention on the screen at all times because it's just audio. You can just listen to it. Yep. I hope it's like music to the ears, drilling the cockpit and listening to our podcast, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about music, but we'll, we'll work <laughs> on that. Uh, so anyways, you can find more information on the podcast at uh, mycockpit.org, and you can find more information at fsbreak at fsbreak.net. Now let's move on to the first section of the podcast, Matt. Well, I think one of the things that, uh, that really excites people uh, about my cockpit, and uh, I would think it's the most visited area of uh, mycockpit.org. Uh, are, are the well is the fo- uh, photo uh, gallery, and uh, it's amazing. And I, I feel this way too: is that I love to look at other people's work. I love to see people build their. Uh, flight simulator, uh, particularly from the beginning to the end, you see people progressing and how they make it. And it is amazing how, uh, how, how smart people are, 
how amazingly they're able to engineer parts that they they have just seen uh, from pictures of real uh, live uh, flight simulator—not uh, simulators, but actual cockpits—and they're able to duplicate this. And the photo uh, gallery uh, allows brand new members or people that are not so familiar on making pro- uh, uh, products to be able to make the problem. It's a mo- products. It is extremely motivating uh, to look at these pictures and say, I, this is what I want to make. This is what I'd like to have. But it also gives you a sense that, well, you don't need to buy a full-size uh, airplane uh, cockpit and you could build uh, a, a, a simple panel, a plastic panel or uh, or out of a piece of wood, make the frameworks and put in a yoke, uh, off the uh, shelf yoke and uh, start building a cockpit. And, and all these pictures, are th- we have thousands and thousands and every day we see new pictures being uploaded uh, and it it is just extremely motivating, and I can understand why this area is so popular. And uh, that that's uh, and it's easy to upload. Uh, and I encourage uh, people all the time to upload pictures. Uh, and I do it for selfish reasons because um, I love looking at the pictures, and I love people getting excited about what they do. And I, and I think I shared that feeling uh, with the rest of our uh, members and users that come to uh, to uh, my cockpit. Uh, that's about it about uh, the photo gallery. Just to add, uh, uploading a photo into the photo gallery is really simple. Uh, click on the photo gallery in the navigation bar, and um, you. Uh, and you're free to see any photos you want, categorized into sections ranging from the Airbus to the Boeing. Um, and many others. Of course, uploading is even more simpler. All you need to do is click on the upload photographs, uh, select the files from your uh, computer, and uh, there you go. It's that simple. And there's another area is divided, like uh, Vibau says, divided in uh, different areas and different categories. And uh, it, it, uh, whether it's helicopter, military, um uh, just uh, some graphic information and uh, just a wide variety of uh, different pictures, anything related to flight simming. Yeah, Matt, it's, it's interesting there because you were talking, you know, just the the skills that these people have, you know, like the fabrication skills. Um, <laughs> I'll confess, so, something I've wanted to do for a really long time is build like a computer into a car. They're they're called like car car pooters, I think. Um, yeah. And and I'm I'm looking into doing that. I I don't know why why I just think it would be a, a really nice kind of geeky thing to do, but you know I'm I'm looking just the fabrication involved just to like create like a like a touch screen and integrate it into you know like a dashboard. And I'm just like I don't know how to do this. So lo- looking at this stuff is really kind of like an inspiration. Uh, for me, you know, you, I, I see these members who are, uh, 
putting together their own cockpits based off of uh, wood, and some people use other materials. Uh, but it's really an, an inspiration, and for for the family from Christmas, I'm asking for a, for a uh, for a Dremel. So I figure that's how it's going to get started, right? Sure, and uh, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'll have a whole cockpit soon. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, it, it, the innovation is just absolutely amazing. And uh, our previous uh, builder of the month, uh, or I should say, our current uh, builder of the month that's, that's coming up is a person. I won't mention his name right now. Um, he built his own cockpit uh, totally himself from scratch, and. Uh, his own panels and he shows how to do this and um well actually did our, our very first builder of the month brian williamson uh and this goes back several years and uh we've done an update with him uh this is a, an, an amazing person who f- f- you name it everything in the cockpit he made himself and uh and how can you do that? I mean, in my mind, I look at that, and uh, and and how do you have the knowledge to be able to do that? I know when I when I started my cockpit, uh, there was there was no instructions, nothing, and uh, and I'm not a carpenter by any means, and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to build the framework on this? Right. So it was a whole new experience, and and photos like this this helps you. This gives you ideas. And I see similarities of what I did. Um, we're all thinking on the same line. Yeah. Right. I, and 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 this this helps. This really helps uh, uh, being able to build a cockpit. If anything, uh, it, it shows you don't need a lot of money to be able to do this. If you just take a little time of being able to build a framework out of wood or they'll give you different materials or different plastics materials. Um, it, it's possible. Uh, it's very possible uh, to do this yourself. Well, speaking of the builder of the month, uh, we actually have an interview uh, with the new builder of the month and Jeremy from the site. Um, so you can view more information about the builder of the month and their photographs at mycockpit.org. So, so why about what, what, what exactly is Builder of the Month? Builder of a Month is a small award that we kind of gave out. We recognize the uh, builder um, within, who's a member in the My Cockpit, who has contributed um, in, and builded his own cockpit. Um, this is obviously involves a lot of innovation, a lot of new techniques, because we believe every cockpit is unique. And this person has actually thought through his cockpit well, Contributed him towards by using some unique techniques um, and and come out with an outstanding cockpit. And uh, what we do here is we um, we have a detailed interview with uh, with that member, um, show what he has achieved uh, through the photographs uh, and through all means and um, our way of appreciating uh, the member's efforts. And, and and believe me, that's an award that's widely uh, people wait for the beginning of the month uh, on the website, and uh, it, it's something that's thoroughly read by all the members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so like I said, we have an interview with uh, the new Builder of the Month and Jeremy, so let's go ahead and play that. A brief introduction. I'm Jeremy Britton, the Executive Assistant at MyCockpit.org, and this month we are proud to present the Builder of the Month Award to Gwyn, who many of you may know. 
Gwen has been known for his contributions to Computer Pilot magazine and his love of the flight simulation hobby through building and providing parts for others also. Gwen, I'd like to uh, ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you end up in the hobby? Oh, hi, Jeremy. It's, um, it's been about four, year, four or five years now that I've been in to, into building the cockpit. My um, father was the first in the family to have a computer probably mid-90s, and he had flight Microsoft Flight Simulator on there. And when I used to go around, that was it. Dad and I would disappear to the bedroom for the afternoon and play on the flight simulator, flight, trying to steer the Cessna around Chicago. And one day I discovered how a VOR works and started following that, and the rest was history. I was just hooked on flying flight simulator. And then um, I decided that I could do the real thing, so I thought I'd give that a go and, and spent some cash getting my pilot's license, and I soloed at seven hours. I had my license at 18. They turned me loose. It was great fun. So three or four summers of that, and I got fed up of paying all that cash for the assessment. So you soon run out of friends to go take for a ride when you do that game. And I thought building a cockpit would be the best of both worlds. So I chose the 737 because of um, being the default aircraft that I was used to. I didn't realise it was going to be such a popular model against cockpit builders. And so the beast began, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. And uh, and it's definitely the, uh, the way that you've set a trend, uh, building the 737 first, and then it appears that uh, quite a lot, lot of other people have followed suit with the Burn 737. Why do you think it's become so popular? Well, I think the um, manufacturers like myself have just... Um, realised that the um, average flight simulator pilot is used to the 737 from Microsoft and uh, they've started creating uh, lots of parts like the MCPs, the FS units and all the rest of the gear. It's, it's definitely a lot more available to the 737 builder. And we all know they're better yeah. than Airbuses. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, about the status of your sim, what, is there anything that you're planning on changing or improving at the moment? I wish I just, I wish I could just get to work on it again. It's been in storage since April, but I've, I've bought a house and it will be um, being reassembled in February. So I'm looking forward to that greatly. But the um, the throttle business has just grown from word of mouth. In fact, I've never made a never made an advertisement. I've just built a throttle and somebody else has wanted one and I've just had to um, I've had to refuse quite a few times because of the um, the time it takes to make them. And that's why I'm investing in machine tools and I bought the um, CNC machines which will hopefully get things going quicker. But I don't want to be um, building Boeing 737 throttles because I think I think Robert Soriano's model looks fantastic, and I don't want to compete with other people like that. I've always had in mind to make unavailable parts. I will make custom parts. If somebody wants a, a Learjet throttle, I will do that. You know, I'd rather than yeah. compete yeah, with other yeah. products that are already out there. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, it's definitely uh, not a, not a, a, a hobby to compete in, but more more of working alongside other people. I think I think definitely uh, collaborating and working together uh, helps helps uh, the builder quite a lot. Um, so if we move on, um, you mentioned uh, the CNC. So has this technology allowed you to uh, improve your flight simulator then? Well, like I said, I haven't been able to make anything from my flight simulator for quite a while. I haven't even flown it since April, and I'm really, really starting to miss it again. When it, when I had it available to me all the time, I, I really um, didn't jump in there that much unless somebody came over to see it. I was always, like all of us, we all love showing off our flight simulators. It seemed like every time I got in there, I fell asleep in it. It was so comfortable. <laughs> I remember yeah. doing a trip from um, London to Paris one night, and I fell asleep, and I I woke up to the sound of the engine spooling down out of fuel somewhere out in the middle of the Mediterranean. So that's my clever flying. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so out of all this uh, this experience, have you got any hints and tips then, besides uh, not wanting to run out of fuel that you can give to our builders in the future? Well, I would I would really suggest to anybody starting out that um, don't set yourself immediate goals. Don't say it's going to take you a couple of years because building it is a hobby and it's it, flying it is just something that comes along with it. And I've been at mine four years now and I haven't even wired the overhead yet, so it's um, it's an ongoing thing and it's just it's an enjoyable thing. Every every time you go and and make something for it and fit it, it's just it's a big buzz, and, and the the cost is irrelevant to me. I just um, I just it's something I want to do. It is an expensive thing, but my my sim has cost me about just under ten thousand dollars, probably five thousand pounds, maybe nine thousand US dollars, and it's it's um, it's enjoyable. It just it keeps going. It keeps going. So don't set a goal to finish because it probably doesn't happen like that. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I would have to agree with you there. <laughs> um, yeah, and so one of the main fascinations of your sim in particular, Gwen, is the uh, computer setup that you've got. You have the sim running all from one computer. Uh, how can you? Uh, how do you achieve such a, a, a rare thing amongst the hobby? How do you get it all running from just one system, which I do find very envious? Um, well, probably. That started off to, due to costs. It was um, I, I was given a copy of the um, PMDG for a birthday present, and um, I realised the potential of that with the OpenGL graphics being able to be expanded. And uh, a friend of mine who actually has an, another friend who has a cockpit here in Perth, he introduced me to it and led and led me through it. And so I bought a really decent FUSC single computer. It's a 2.4 quad-core GTS 8800 card. And I've got the digital Matrox triple head to go. And so uh, three monitors across the dashboard. The outer, outer monitors are on a splitter. Obviously, they show the same thing. Monitor one is the projection Plus, I have a monitor in the centre console because that's the only way I can navigate, get to the taskbars and all that sort of thing. That's on a splitter to the projector. 
and monitor three is the ICAS, and it it's just lights up like Christmas and runs so smoothly. With mm. with every slider in FS9 maxed out, it, it can average about 35 frames per second. It's really really good. Yeah. Simple. That, well, that's, that's three that's minutes excellent. to boot up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Is it just uh, just the sim that you run off the computer then? Yeah, it's totally dedicated. I don't put anything else in there. Nothing at all. Uh, right. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, just one final question. Um, you've built a Boeing 737, yet you produce an Airbus throttle quadrant and also a Spitfire control, control sticks. Uh, this is a massive diversity. So what makes you interested in such a wide range? I was um, probably five years old when my uncle introduced me to his control line nitro plane going around in a circle and I, that grabbed me. I was just an absolute plane nut ever since. I went through the plastic models, control line myself, RC models, which I've still got one today, and a helicopter. And being a plane nut, plane spotter, watching them all the time. But so if it's got wings, I love it. I don't really, really choose one above the other. And like I said, AeroSim Solutions, I want to be filling the gaps, making parts that unavailable people want something specially custom-made. I'll have a crack if I think it's viable. And so yeah. I love them all. Yeah. Gwen, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you, and I would love to talk to you for a lot longer, but unfortunately we're just doing a podcast for now. Uh, this is a, a, a trial to see uh, how, how it will go on my cockpit.org, and I would also welcome your uh, opinions. Um, so uh, thank you for talking to you, Gwen, and it's been absolutely fantastic to hear about your setup. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been fun, and... Um Thanks to all the members of MakeMyCockpit.org, what it is. And you'll see me on the website all the time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye, Gwen. Bye for now. Well, that was a really interesting interview with Gwen, and I'm sure it's going to motivate a lot of us um, uh, to do something close to what he has achieved. Um, and, and it's something that I want to bring out at this time. Um, what you've heard just now is just a trial podcast, and... Uh, we're going to be back around Christmas time with a, a full-fledged podcast, a podcast that will have uh, some unique aspects of the site, something that's buzzing within the home cockpit community, maybe an interview with um, our cockpit part manufacturers, and, and a lot, lot more, and um, hopefully uh, going to be a, a, a wonderful resource uh, to you, the cockpit builders. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, I just want to thank everyone for listening uh, and you know, we everyone at My Cockpit appreciates your feedback, and you can leave that at the mycockpit.org uh, website. Just look for the podcast post. That's right, Eric, and um, uh, thank you very much uh, for supporting us. And um, hope we have many more podcasts together. And thank you, Matt. Yeah, thank you. I think this is wonderful, uh, wonderful opportunity for the My Cockpit builders and uh, uh, to be able to share information uh, by ways of. Uh, uh, FS break. Well,